41 minutes past 8 o'clock on this Friday morning, the 1st of September. Finals footy not too far away. Very, very exciting. Exciting too to have the Minister for Sports and Recreation and Stadia and... Uh, what else are you the Minister of, Nick Street? Good morning to you. A bit of local government, bit of housing as well, Brent. But Very got... busy man. Yeah. Appreciate your well, time. It's a bit of a competition, actually. <laughs> who's, has he's, who's holds the most titles and who's busier out of you two? <laughs> Not me. It's definitely the Minister. Now, where, where do we start with you? There's so much to talk about, but I guess we start with the AFL team. It's the thing that's on everyone's lips. Where are we at and how's this process going to work through Parliament? Uh, so, look, where we're at is that we've finally got a chair for the team in Grand O'Brien, which is terrific. Uh, board will be announced very soon, I believe, which is great. Well, just on that, it was meant to be the end of August, wasn't it? So we're obviously so, there look, now. Yep. So it won't be far away is my understanding. Um, but to be honest, that's a conversation between the government, the AFL and Grant in terms of filling that, that board out. So looking forward to that announcement soon. Um, in terms of the team itself, well, look, we're still on track for 2028, but there's obviously some work to do with the stadium through Parliament. That'll happen in October, I believe. Once we get it, once we get the order through Parliament, then the the design and and what have you goes ahead from there. So, why are you still confident on twenty twenty eight when we were all these delays and oh, you know don't start him on it, Nick. the, the stadium will take a long time to build. I know we could play at Bell Reve and Utahs, but surely it's not going to be twenty twenty eight now. It, it will be twenty twenty eight, Brett. Oh, that's you, you, receipt you, it, hammer, cut it out. Be a glass half full person. Oh, yeah, no, stop, look, stop with the pessimism. No. You know, Payne and I, Payne and I both think twenty twenty eight is still achievable. Absolutely. But what's wrong with you? All hands well, on deck. How, how the, uh, uh, it's good enough to say that, but how do you see it happening by twenty twenty eight? We've got this whole process to go through, etc. We do. Can you? How can it? What, because we've got to get this process. Well, I think he's got take, more idea of the process uh, than you. That's why I'm asking the question, Tim. Expert. That's why I'm asking the right, question. We'll let him answer. Isn't it a two-year process through Parliament? It won't. It won't be a two-year process through Parliament. There, there is a process to go through with Parliament, but we're still confident that we can we can hit the 2028 start like, start line. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Are you finished? We'll see. Happy. Oh, I'm more than happy to eat humble pie. Right, can I'm we wrong. go back to the board? Yep. Um, the process around that. It, do people nominate to get on that, or are we handpicking? Who we want on it, and then do we, or are we getting a group interview type set up? So look, there's a there's a process that Grant's working through from his side from the team. Um, the way the board's set up is that um, some of them are state government appointees, some of them are AFL appointees. Um, but to be perfectly honest, it's really a conversation between the state government, the AFL, and Grant about making sure that we get the board that we're looking for. Grant's very keen uh, to get the gender split right, but to get the skills mix right. Um, you know, we want people to represent all all parts of Tasmania. But if there are people on the mainland with a Tasmanian connection as well, who we think could be good board members for the team in the initial stage, then they'll be looked at as well. Now, I've said on the show, I don't know a lot about politics. I'm starting to learn a bit more because I've had to adapt. Don't don't, under, don't undersell yourself, Brent. <laughs> you, you're sending me text messages all the time with questions and comments. Yes, well, th this staggers me if this is right. So correct me if I'm wrong. Pull me up on whatever I say that's wrong here. But my understanding is. Hobart City Council doesn't have to pay a cent for the High Performance Centre. Not a dollar. True. Why on earth would they want to push that away from their city that will do enormous things? And this is the same with the stadium as well. Yep. Look, Anna that, Reynolds is against the stadium being built at Macquarie Point. Yep. This is a thing that's going to be plonked there that's going to bring millions and millions and millions of dollars into the community yep. for, for, for nothing. And look, I think the fact that we've had five councils 
in the south of the state proactively write to us as a government asking for it to be built in their municipality would tell you that most councils can see the benefit of having this performance centre built in their in their municipality. And if you go to Victoria, there are councils fighting amongst themselves to try and get AFL high performance centres built in their municipality because they know what they can deliver for the community. That's not to say that there's going to be restricted access at times to this facility because it will be an AFL high performance facility. But I've been fortunate enough to go to some of these facilities on the mainland um, and to see the programs that they run, to see the public access that you get to these facilities. Um, I think any council's mad to be proactively knocking the, knocking back this type of investment, oh, I, I really it, do. I can't understand Do you it. think, is she knocking it back though or is she more around sort of the process of it? how it's uh, happening look, or and I mean it's been coming out through the media so it's it's yeah. hard to say. No, look we've tried we've we've genuinely tried to be um, proactive in in talking to councils about the opportunity that this exists. Um, I can't help but think that she was just looking for a fight, to be perfectly honest. Well, she look, was looking she was looking for an argument because um, she said, Oh we've heard her talk about Queen's domain and, and Canelian Bay. Well not 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 from us she had people who should have, yeah. No, you know, everybody assumed that Kinnillian Bay was going to be looked at because it was a public open space, but but it wasn't the state government that was pushing Kinnillian Bay f forward. They've gone out and ruled out sites that we hadn't even approached them about necessarily. So um, I just think when there was an opportunity to sit down with us and have a conversation, uh, they've taken the opposite point of view. Now, there's no design or anything yet, is there? No. Yeah, and you certainly won't tell us, but I would imagine you would have some clear locations in mind, and probably a few. Look, to be honest, it's not me as the minister that's driving this. State growth are working um, with a number of different um, number of different organisations because what we know is that there are certain parameters around what we need to build the facility. So there is a certain amount of space that's needed to build this, but. There are so many things to take into account. If we'd built it at Canelian Bay, which we're not going to anyway, you've got to talk about community displacement. You know, what's being what's being done on the site at the minute that won't be able to be be there if the high performance facility is built. Um, and so that's why greenfield sites are probably a more attractive option because there's less community displacement um, if we build it in one of those locations. Nick Street, the Minister for Sport, Recreation and Stadia, is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Something else that caught my eye during the week, they had the anti-stadium protest in Launceston last weekend. We believe around 100 people attended that. But what I noticed was the chair of the Parliamentary Committee, Ruth Forrest, was there at the protest. Yep. In that position she's in as the chair of the inquiry, wouldn't you need to be impartial in that situation? Oh, look, again, that's a question for Ruth to answer, but I would have thought that if you're chairing a parliamentary inquiry into the stadium and you haven't yet delivered the report from that inquiry, it'd be very difficult to convince anybody that you're impartial as the chair of that committee if you're speaking at an anti-stadium rally, asking people at that rally to make their voices heard and to lobby politicians to, um, to, to tell politicians that they don't want the stadium to go ahead. I just thought it was unusual because of the front page photo on the Examiner too with no stadium signs, and I just it just felt yep. a bit. Mm, I just and, sure. and I don't ha and I don't have a problem with people attending no stadium rallies. No, no, absolutely. As long as, long as they're not trying to paint themselves as impartial the mm. day after as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a, a text in from one of our listeners. Um, if the Mac Point is done by two thousand and twenty-eight, will it be able to play A League games? Yes. Not retractable seats though. Uh, look. I, again, we're not even at the design stage for the stadium yet. Must be but, in your thoughts, though, because you're going to have to... 
no, absolutely. One of the commitments that we, we've made is that we want to host... It, it's not just... We've said it from the start. It's not just an AFL stadium. It's not just a sports stadium. It's got to be built um, to be functional for entertainment events, for business events, for sporting events, for cultural events. Um, and so all of that needs to be taken into account in the design and certainly the ability to host rectangular sporting events is something that's absolutely paramount. And to be honest, I understand rectangular sports like the idea of a rectangular stadium, but when you saw the 50-odd thousand people that were at Marvel Stadium for the last warm-up game for the Matildas before the World Cup started, um, I spoke to people that were at that, at that game. Fantastic event, um, and the fact that it was at Marvel Stadium rather than a rectangular stadium didn't detract from the event either. When, when we're sitting at the new stadium when it's built, yep. we'll be sitting under a roof. Can you guarantee there'll be a roof on the stadium, or is that up for negotiation still, do you think, despite the AFL saying it's not? Look, it's in the contract with the AFL that the stadium will have a roof. Okay. So that that's their call? That's what they wanted in the contract? or uh, Look, I, to be honest, I wasn't involved in the negotiations yeah. around the AFL contract. That was done at the Premier's level. Um, my, my understanding is that it was a requirement from the AFL and it's in the contract that the stadium will have a roof. Just before I let you go, I'd love to have you here all day. I have to get you back in because we've run out of time. But do you think the government could have handled things better in this whole process? I think that's what some people are upset about, I guess, that they're on board with the team, they're on board with the stadium even, yep. but they would have liked to have seen it handled differently. No, nobody's ever immune to criticism of how they've gone about things. Brent, it was a unique situation trying to negotiate that deal with the AFL. We did everything we could to be upfront with the public about information, but if there are people who, who are critical of the amount of information that we put out there or the transparency of the process, we tried to be as transparent as possible, but at the end of these things, I don't... I don't know of a negotiation of that size where there won't be public criticism of the way we've gone about it as well. What I know is that it was a 30-year-plus dream for us to get an AFL team, and five years ago, you were in the sports space, Painey was playing high-level sport. Five years ago, would you have ever thought that we'd be in a position where we'd be sitting here today talking about the fact that we'd secured an AFL licence? Certainly not. Absolutely not. So, you know, we've got the outcome we want. Me personally, I'm an absolute believer in the stadium and I was a believer in the need for a new stadium before the AFL team was even talked about. So um, I'm delighted with where we're at. Um, you know, We've got to keep selling the AFL team and the stadium and that Macquarie Point precinct. Um, we need to keep talking about the fact that we're investing at Utah, $130 million at Utah Stadium in Launceston. That'll be the best boutique stadium in the country when it's finished. There'll be money spent at Dial Park as well to make sure that we can host AFL content, AFLW, VFL up in Penguin as well on the northwest coast. We want the benefits of this team um, to be spread right across the state. I wanted to ask you about the pressure on your lines, but we've run out of time, unfortunately. Well, uh, look, I can, I, I can come back any time to talk about the lines, <laughs> particularly with the West Coast Eagles support. <laughs> oh. uh, thanks so much for coming in. Appreciate it. We'll get you back on soon. Nick Street, the Minister for Sport. Thanks, guys. And Recreation and Stater and lots of other stuff joining us in the studio here. We're off to our final break of the morning. Back to wrap up the show next with our Home of the Week, Tim. Oh. Uh, after this Sing on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks to Harrison Agents.